We absolutely love Drink Arepa here at Keegan & Company. Not only is this a brain performance drink, but it was designed and tested by neuroscientists in New Zealand made from all natural ingredients. When I was playing professional footy, I was constantly looking for ways to be better physically and mentally. Now, podcasting, study and work, I focus on training, good quality food and sleep, where I prioritise having a bottle of a repper when I want to be switched on mentally. Gives me mental clarity and I just feel like I'm on. Head to drinkatrepper.com and use the bespoke code Keegan25 for 25% discount. That's Keegan25 at drinkarepper.com. Keegan and Company. It's Keegan and Company, the company you keep. That's it. That's got to be it. Welcome back to the Keegan and Company podcast. Before we kick things off, I do have a small favor to ask. If you could all please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It does mean a lot and does make us grow the podcast and it would mean a lot to me. So thank you very much. Now, to kick off this podcast, I'm, um, I'm really excited to have this conversation. Uh, I've got one of my really good mates in studio, current player for the Brisbane Broncos, uh, state of origin for Queensland, Australia, my man, Paddy Carrigan. How are you, brother? Good, mate. How you going? I'm good. I'm good, brother. Where'd you go? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> You're the so best, proud, mate. mate. You're the best. I was trying to do that piece to camera without smiling at yeah. you. I was like, as soon as I look at you, I'm, gonna t- me, I'm just going to giggle. Well, I have my head down like, please, please, please. Don't, don't look laugh, at me. Please don't laugh. Um, bro, podcast virginity. We're Wait, losing actual it. Actually losing it right now. I, I, I thought you would have done a million of these. No, well, like, uh, I've had, yeah, had a few people ask all the time and that, and I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I'll save it up for the right moment, and then the right moment right Is this now, it? 7.30, Sunday, looking you in the eyes like this. Late yeah. night, late night after the Lions game last night, big couple of days. Yeah, good to get to see the Lions get the win. Brizzy's fry them at the moment, bro. They're so. fucking so good. Yeah, it's awesome to see. Mate, why Why are you, why did you save it for this podcast? Like, why Why is this the one? Oh, why is this the one? Um, I don't know, bro. I think, yeah, obviously, yeah, a few people have kind of hit me up to get on board and do sort of ones, but I always wanted to do one that, like, I actually kind of resonated with it at the start and made to see what you're doing and um, in this space. And um, I don't know, I just felt like all the stars aligned and it was like, I don't know, I like it. Bruh, I'm proud I, lo- of you, bruh, I fucking love <laughs> you. Proud of you. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> mate, I'm, so, I'm so happy. Like, obviously, um, mate, sent me prelim on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Good win over the storm. So, mate, obviously, like, thank you for coming on. Like, I really do appreciate it. I know, you, I know you're a busy man. There's, there's plenty going on at the moment. But yeah, it's good win. Friday night against the Storm. How you feeling? How are the boys? Good. Bro, I was way sore. Um, you always forget, like, I had three weeks off, and then um, so I tweaked a little thing in my foot, and then you don't play, and then all of a sudden you forget, like, oh, my God, when you wake up the next day, it yeah. really hurts again. You're yeah. like, far out. But, yeah. no, the boys are good. Um, I don't know. It's, it's surreal, bro. It's, um, this is like, you always say it, but you don't train, like, all Nov- or November you start, like, mm. December, get flogged till March, and then, go out the back door in September and not even get to play finals footy is like the worst thing ever and before this my first experience was like 58 and you know we got mm. pumped by power in 2019 so um mate loving it just smiling and like it looks from the outside looking in it looks like the boys are just like they've just they're just bonding like the boys get it and, I, and it's really cool to see a lot of the guys that we played 20s with like that core group coming through like I remember when we were at Bronx when we we're in 20s the the older boys like a lot of them played together like Maka, yeah. Jordi Kahu, Maguire um who else was there there was a whole there was like maybe yeah, like the whole seven of them that like played 20s together yeah and now looking at you boys coming through like you got Jesse, Herbie, yourself, Payne, Keenan, Fleggy, Fleg, Mate, most of the team and then like 
Katoni, Walshy coming through. Like they were a bit younger, but they all stinged off me as roommates too. But <laughs> no, like everyone's it's it's cool to see. I don't know, obviously it's our job and all you ever wanted to do as a kid was play footy, yeah. But um and like same as this setting, like when you get to hang out and do it with your mates and like somehow translate to well, making a living out of it, but just like playing footy, it's like the best thing ever. Is that do you reckon that's why you boys are having success now? Probably in that, but like I'm sure we'll touch on it, but like some of the tough times that we've had as a group too definitely like bring you back to reality in Fuck terms of yeah. like yeah. It's just like I don't know, like when you come in and you're a young guy too and there's all these expectations and then you think sometimes you think it's just gonna happen. Mm. You're like, Oh, we'll have two years and then you'll be successful and then mm. you realise like, Fuck in two years we're still where we were two years ago kind of thing and you're yeah. like, I didn't see this like happening like this but it's cool, mate. Like I just love when you're friends with people first and then you see them win, but then you can win as a group. I just fucking it's the best feeling ever. That's that's the best thing about you. Like when I think of you, you, you love your mates and like you love your mates doing well. Like even like you look at the Alfreds boys, you look at Johnny Hards, like you look at guys who are like not really obviously in footy. Like most of our mates are in footy and when you see them thrive, like it's mad. But even in Australia, like there's kind of like that tall poppy syndrome where I was like, nah, like stuff this guy, like he's doing well. Bro, I hate that about <laughs> Aussies. It's the it's worst. Like everyone wants to come to Australia and be, I don't know, where this country that's like have a go and you always want to be there. How grateful should you be? But like we are the worst at like sitting back and just knocking someone. And I, I know personally, like no matter what it is, but like you know how hard it is to take that first jump to have a crack at something yeah. or like you think, you just forget what people go through, bro, or like until you've experienced it yourself and then just, just knock people before they even like, I don't know. It's like when's it? Fucking be not cool to try. Like mm. I don't know. I don't get that. And also, like, also support your mates. Yeah. Like getting around the boys. Like even, like for even when someone starts something, like asking for freebies. Like, yeah. And when people like, think it's like, yeah, I don't know. Support your mates. Exactly. Buy it, bro. Bro, just buy the buy the t-shirt. You know. There's so many mates that do that with beers as well. It's like. <laughs> Skip the round and you just got to buy beers all the time. I think I am that guy that I did hit up Ed for a hat though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Bro, I'm lucky. The Alpha wins. hats don't even suit me. So everyone, bro. bro, everyone frosts the OG hats and they're like, you know, the, the coast, Brizzy. Those Alpha boys are killing it now. Eddie's done such a good job. But How did mate, you meet those boys? I don't even know. Like, oh, actually, I probably do. Like, Sunday hangovers. I, we'd always come down here. Let's see this, bro. This what always. We always talk about this. So. Yeah. When we were, I was living in Brizzy, I'm a Brizzy boy, yeah. and then obviously knew you boys, we'd become pretty close down the coast, but we'd always, if we came down the coast on like a weekend off, we'd like go out, yeah. but we'd end out in like Coolangatta of like all places, and we're like, the old commune, yeah, commune, <laughs> like why did we ever do that, I don't know, but then I think, um, yeah, a couple Sundays went in and got like the old Alfred Shack, Yeah, the boys used to do some cracker burritos, and like they enjoy footy, so we just started having a chat, and then through Jesse and Brimo. We're closer with the boys and then probably like all good friendships, had a couple of good nights out together and mm. struck it off from there. Mm. Mate, pull them, just come full circle. I, we, we could talk We could talk shit all the time. But yeah. I know, I, I'm very conscious, like I don't want to talk all about footy, mm -hmm. um, but I understand that's your occupation. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, people like come up to you and they're like, I don't want to talk about footy, but, but how Friday night go? But I feel like given this setting and given this context, I feel like we have to touch on it like very briefly um, because that's what you're most known for. Mm -hmm. um, Friday night is is that... Is that how you thought it was going to happen? Like, obviously, you don't go in with preconceived ideas, but are you happy with the way you guys played? To, like, to an extent, I think, bro, the result was unreal. And, like, I've never beaten the Storm my whole career. So really? Yeah. And, um, 
Like those boys know too. Like I'm really close with like Harry and Money and as well. But like, Wait, what happened with Harry? Right, <laughs> Harry just copped it. I'm. I texted him already after the game. It feels so bad, but um, yeah. Obviously, tried to start the game pretty hard and 100%. fast, and um, yeah, Harry. Someone was grabbing me, and then Mum was pulling me, and I just spun around, seeing red. It was poor Harry, and I yeah. pushed Harry, and Harry's a fiery little lad. But I think I like, caught him by surprise too, and he was like. Anyways, I love you, Harry. But um, I thought he was gonna pull your hair out. Yeah, bro. And then I didn't know, but like everyone's after the game, people messaged me like, "Can I pull your hair?" Or like, "How do you like your hair pulled?" And all this stuff. I'm like, "What the hell is everyone talking about?" And then yeah. I've seen the video, and Harry's just like typical Harry, cheeky little smart. I was just ripping on, on the back of my bun. But mate, it's it's um, I think like we always back, I always backed us and wanted to be in that position where like. You just play your best footy against anyone. I think, like, we didn't even play our best footy, and that's, like, the most exciting thing about this group is, like, without talking too much footy, but, like, mm. I don't know. We just haven't really, like, put together that perfect game, and, like, you, you'd know, like, that feeling when you do and you win is, like, better than, like, how we played. Like, you win, but you're, like, far out. We, we still missed a lot of opportunities. So, mm. I don't know. Two more weeks, hopefully, and um, hopefully we can put together one. So, so you, you'll have a week off this week. What's what's planned? Will it be, obviously, you're not doing any con. Like, it's just going to be a pretty low week. Like, what what's the, what does it look like? Mate, I think um, Kevy will give the keys to Renault, to be honest. Really? Because, yeah, so we had our buy, like, late at the back end of the year. And then um, we did, like, an opposed session on the Friday, like you'd usually do on the buy, like, a bit of game simulation. And then Ren tweaked his, like, calf and then... I think that sends some scares through. So I reckon Friday this week will be pretty cruisy, to be honest. Yeah. But no, nah, it's like those week offs are like get your body right back into the year. People are playing with needles and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, is what it is. Has your body you got a little you got a little scratch on the on the yeah, side of the face? Ruined, ru- 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 mate. Chick sticks guy. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make myself look tough. I because that last night. Because what happened? Should have oh, joined nothing. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we um, but like it's a it's a long season, bro. Like. Coming in pre-season, like you said, November, December, Jan, coming in at mate, even halfway through the season, like it's it's actually long, like it's long. Bro, it's right? nuts. How like, how are you finding? How's your body? How are you feeling? I'm actually alright because like it's probably the best I've felt this time of the year. Like I had a little foot thing, bro, but I just sometimes the NRL just blows my mind where they just like don't sometimes understand that like not that like because it's our job, not that like athletes or that are more than just you know, running out because I know we're in a very privileged position. But some of the things like, um, you know, putting in like an extra three weeks of competition or, um, you know, shortening origin camps or like just smashing, like it's literally like your body is our, I want to say like your body's your workplace, but like yeah. you need that to like function. So when it's like some of the gnarly injuries, mate, you see people run out with and like don't even train all week and then they get needled like three times or get needled at half time to play. It's like, it's not gladiator stuff, but it's like... It, but it is, bro. Right, it is. And you're like looking at them and you're like, far out. And then you get into the nitty <laughs> of like extra weeks and I don't know. I just feel like sometimes it blows my mind. Stepping out of footy, I realised how wild it actually is. Yeah, like, it's like, crazy. Mate, being in it, if you took like a random, like an average Joe into the sheds, obviously like well, what goes on in there, but but like from a physical, like a body point of view, like it's it's not right. Like it's, it's actually not, it's not not right, but it's just wild what the boys will put their body through in order to play. And if you don't, you know, that whole premise of like, I'm letting you down. Yeah. But it's like, because I'm studying um, physio, obviously, as you know, it's been so crazy to see or like be in those conversations with other people Mm. and they're talking about like, oh, we'll do stuff on injuries and it'll be like, oh, did like, I've had two years off. So um, probably forgotten everything now, but but it's like, 
oh, this injury, like, two to four weeks. And you're like, two to four weeks? Like, I'm walking around with that now, playing yeah. every week. So you just get, like, a new appreciation for mm. people in all sports. It's like your own – it's like you're doing your own lived degree just by yeah, playing. Like, I remember, at, I remember at Titans, like um, – Ryan James, Darkey, and a few of the boys, like, they were obviously gone through a bunch of injuries throughout their career, and they're like, fuck, I've already got a physio degree. Like, I already, I already know how to rehab everything, which is nice to have afterwards. But it's, it's crazy to think, and, like, for me, that's been the coolest thing about playing sport is, like, well, like, it's probably stolen, but so many of the things that I've done personally or, like, with physios or watch the boys do, um, and then, like, you get that sort of thing for an assignment or something, and you'll be like, I know this. Like, did, Yeah, did yeah, like, really. Answer, and you're like, watch someone do that like this morning but what's what do you reckon's been your biggest injury that you've played through or with played with or through yeah oh mate um the back end of the world cup last year in the semi i like Brendan nelson it's another dumb thing that Brendan nelson but yeah um big boy bro yeah massive yeah. boy for people who don't know but yeah i like fractured a bit of my collarbone yeah. and then we we're in like manchester and i was like in the dumps for that whole week thought my arm was gonna fall off bro but they thought it was just like an ac joint but they hurt acs hurt too acs hey. the worst worst underrated injury worst. ever because like 100 you really like everyone gets them but like they're like not that bad like there's not that much wrong with you so you just gotta cop it but yeah i had a fracture in my collarbone and then um didn't know until i got back so did that wanted to play the final like i was taken off like obviously it was at old trafford so i was frothing that so played the final went around europe for four weeks not the best recovery and then got back and my arm was still hanging off, bro. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Went to get a scan and it was still like a little fracture on the end. And I was like, it's like that, as a footy player, bro, there's that moment of relief. Like, you know, where it's like <laughs> something's wrong where you're like, yes. Like, hey. I wasn't carrying on this whole time. You and know, all the boys just watching you like, what are you doing? Like, you know, when you play a game and you get injured and you come off, you don't finish the game and you go on for scans and you're like, if there's nothing on this scan, then I'm in so yeah, much trouble. Bro. Like, they're just the guilt. I still remember, like, there was a young guy at the club who, um, like, we genuinely thought he had a really bad, like, lower leg injury. He got, like, carried, helped off the field. And he um, he put up a photo. Um, I don't know how he'd never had a cork, bro, but he put up a photo, like, that <laughs> night, like, thanks for all the messages, like, I'm in God's hands now. <laughs> and, bro, he, he came to train the next day and it was a cork, like, <laughs> the worst thing ever. And, like, corks hurt too, but it was just, like, that he, he like, never lived that day. He'll never live that down. I've, I've got that over him for good. Like, so many people would talk about that. Mate, that happens, that happens all the time. I remember um, I did my AC. I did my AC join in one of the games mm. and then came off. And then um, we ran out of players because everyone got injured, so I had to go back on. Yeah. And, like, was hailed this, like, hero for coming back on. Like, you know, he's done his AC. He's done, he, oh, he hurt his shoulder. And then um, that afterwards, I was like, I had to get a scan. I was like, imagine if there's nothing on this scan. It's and, like so much anxiety. It's, it's all through the papers. They're going to be like, oh, this guy's just like, he's had a hero. And then I was so scared. I was almost like, fuck, do I just like try and bang someone in training? <laughs> <laughs> actually. <laughs> but it was, it actually was, it was an OC, but it fucking hurt so much. Bro, they're the worst, I think. But then like you get it, like, I don't know, being in those environments, like I've never like dislocated a shoulder or something, but I remember like pain, like in, our, like, first year was, like, 2018 or something. He, like, popped his shoulder out yeah. and, like, made a tackle or something. And it reminds me of, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, what your brain can do for you. But I'm, like, no, thank you. Like, I think that's – there's, there's definitely something in that, like, having played, like, week after week, like, being in such, like, physical pain. Like, especially the way you play, especially the way a lot of, like, the boys play, like, in at the Bronx. Yep. Like, they boys go hard, right? And so – 
you just saw every week. And then I think that's got to breed like some sort of toughness that people don't in the real yeah. world, like probably wouldn't understand, right? Do you reckon you would have ever felt that like sort of pain after finishing? Um, well, like, you know, like the worst thing is like trying to explain to people like you get the day one soreness yeah. and then like your day two, like I'm always sore day two. Yeah. So it's like things get worse and then they get better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, yeah, they, it definitely like, I don't know, it definitely plateaus. But when you get to the point where you don't, you can't train all week and then you try and do a walkthrough on captain's run and then yeah. you try and play. No, like, that's gnarly. I don't know how people do that. Um, mate, how, what's what's changed in the in the last couple of years with Bronx? Because obviously like you've got, you've had a pretty core group of boys that have come through 20s. Um, wooden spoon a couple of years ago. Um, I remember. I remember when they, they threw all the wooden spoons on the Bro. on the on the Bronx Oval, and Mido had to pick them all up. Mido, like for people that know, Mido is the man. Like he's been he's there the best from day. like oh, I was like heartbroken for him. I seen that footage again the other day, and I was watching it like. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, what like what's what's changed? Because obviously, like you guys are like without you know going jumping the gun too early like you guys are in a pretty good space at the moment like boys are playing good footy you look connected off the field what what do you reckon's changed oh, i think like some of it we've just like grown up and i i know like when i was younger mate and like i was definitely one of these people that you like want it now and like you come into first grade and you think that like well you want to be successful or, you, or you, you can be but just like making everything happen as a group is like hard sometimes and like getting We've always had that, or I felt like that connection and that mateship, and like we just had good people about the club that just get on. But like sometimes I think, or well, we were young, like you just can't shortcut the phase of like learning, mm. and you don't really understand that until like I get to the point now, like you're like 24, 25, and you're like you see it unfold, and then we get someone like Adam Reynolds comes, and like you see how he goes about things, or like just little things that he understands the game, and you're like that's just literally time, or like hanging around with people in any setting that are just better than you or experience things that you just haven't experienced. And I think for us, that was the biggest thing. Like we literally had to ride these waves in a way to like not appreciate each other more, but like understand it to then come out and enjoy it and then just play a brand of footy that you don't really care what anyone thinks. Do you reckon the hard times make you appreciate the good times even more? Easily, bro. I'm like the biggest, not advocate, but supporter of that because... I just think all through, like, I was never the guy that, like, got picked. Like, I was with junior teams and that, but never got picked. Like, the first guy gets picked for Queensland and all that thing or all those things. And I just think for people, the little hardships that you have if you really want to make it. And it's so funny when you, like, think back to think, like, your old, your parents and that at the time, you're like, shut up, old man. Yeah, yeah. what what do you know, mate? Yeah, dad's a chippy and he'd be like, mate, if you want it, get up and, like, play the day. Get up and go work for it. And, um, no, I do think, like, for me and my, like, my like career today or anything that I try and do going forward is just like like, those little setbacks are literally the things that drive you and inspire you to like be better. And if you, while sometimes you don't want them, like if you don't have them, like I don't know where you'll end up. Mm. What do you, what have you learned from Renault? What's, what's been the biggest thing you've learned from Renault since coming in? I reckon my biggest growth from him, to be honest, mate, it's been like just being yourself. Like he's a larrikin, like knockabout bloke, like, and can just like get on with everyone covered in tats so people would have this perception of him like he's a bikey but then he's like out loves his golf so he's always at the golf course and then like just everything like and I think for me um and it was like probably probably the biggest growth like off the field that I had in the last couple years that like helped me so much on the field is like you're always in the spotlight so if you're gonna do things like you got to do it your way Mm. kind of thing Mm. and um 
me, he definitely does things his way, which like I just like appreciate it. And then obviously he's a freak of a footy player, and you add all that outside stuff in. But I don't know, like the best thing I did a bit of work with a guy called like Ben Crow, super cool dude. Oh, did you really, yeah, Crow. mate? Mojo Crow, yeah, that's Crow's so cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like last year, and um, but it always stuck with me from now on. Is like footy's like for us, like footy's what you do. It's not who you are, mm. and um, mate, that was like. I just see oh, Renault wouldn't even realise, but I just see that in him about how he goes about everything, and I don't know. That's what I think. Did you reckon your like just on Benny was your identity like wrapped up in being a footy player at all? Yeah, easily. Yeah. I think because like you like I'm infatuated. Like I just wanted to play NRL. Like I was never like I don't think of things like it sounds weird, but like everyone talks about say like contracts and that we earn, but like I've never thought like I would probably play for free. Mm. Like you just love it. Like. That's who I am, but I think when you're an I'm an all in sort of person. So when you're an all in sort of person, like it just consumes you, mm. and then you chuck in like <laughs> injuries or a bit of poor form or a shit show like 2020, and it just like takes over, and then all of a sudden your everyday life is like influenced by a result on a Friday night. <laughs> Friday night you lose, you're like fuck. Yeah, down, down for the weekend. Right, down for the weekend. Don't want to show your face, and it's like get up go train like Monday, Tuesday and then like sometimes you train harder like more everyone like everyone in the whole organisation like gives their best effort mm. you go again on the next Friday and then you lose and it's just like down again and it's just like back to back to back and you don't know how to it's like a cyclone that you don't know how to get it out and you're of. trying everything people right, think everything. you're not trying and you're, you're, you know, yeah, you're people putting like, in more inputs do these blokes even like train and you're like mate like, you don't even know I wish you knew I'm out here running con on a Wednesday because I think we're not fit enough it's yeah. like I just can't catch a ball what um <laughs> 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 I literally just dropping the ball. So. <laughs> what um, what what stuff like what practical stuff did you do with Ben? Like, and how did you? I'm guessing you flipped the mind switch of from not putting your whole identity in footy. Like, you lose a game on a Friday night. I'm guessing you, obviously it still sucks. You like you're a yeah. competitive person. What stuff did you do with Benny? Well, like I was kind of saying before, like I'm like a really like all in sort of person. So a lot of our stuff, he just kind of like encourages you to like embrace your own story, but like understand that like you as a person's like separate to and like so much of this stuff I, like sometimes when you tell people like makes sense to you and then you said other people are like yeah and you're like no nah, mate honestly just go listen to ben crow it's the easiest thing yeah. to do <laughs> yeah. but um yeah i just think like embracing like your story or who you are and just like not thinking you have to change that and like separating the footy from or for me the footy but the, like whatever you do from like who you are as a person and um yeah it's just like all that stuff where like it dictates your everyday life like it doesn't have to be that way and like i said being like an all-in person like i want to like give as much to the, like the game or like have a red hot go while i'm in it mm. and like sometimes being like that like flips over into the other side of your life and you like think you're not doing enough like that was a big thing for me like if we're sitting here i used to be like that guy that would be like far out like what's i don't know someone like Nath Cleary, like, he'll probably at the gym right now. Or he's yeah. probably doing this. Yeah, and it just yeah, like yeah. eats into your head. And he kind of like worked with me about stuff, just like being comfortable that like you've got a goal and you have to work hard and like go for it. But at the end of the day, like if you're content with like what you've put into it, then you've got to like leave that there and that doesn't interact with side. 
Mate, that's that's so, bro. You're so wise in your old age now. <laughs> you're getting so wise. I'm literally just like on repeat. Chloe, <laughs> Chloe, what do you say? I got to have this Rick stuff memorized. <laughs> but it's cool, Matt. It's it's so cool to see because obviously, like I've seen a big shift in you in the last couple of years. Like probably after you know the the last couple of years you've had. Um, how did you go going into like going into the NRL? Because I remember when I when I we're at when we were at Bronx yeah. and I did my first preseason. I was so scared. Like I didn't say a word. I, I didn't feel like I was myself. Like and then I come back with you, boy. I come back with the Bronx boys, like the under twenties. And then you know we'd go back to my place and we'd have you know piss yeah. ups. And I feel like I could be myself. Yeah, bro. But then when I'd go to grade, I feel like I was. I didn't say a word for the first year. I don't think. Oh, mate, I reckon the same. And even way it was like easy for me because like. You boys are like like trailblazed a little bit because I feel like everyone like we're saying before everyone like comes through and crews so there's yeah. like the older guys and then like the middle then and then it's like I don't know there's always a little gap and then it goes again and yeah. it goes again and you guys are even like trailblazed the first year for me but oh I hate saying it because like I'm sure like people will deal with like genuine anxiety things but it's like going to training row yeah. like that's all you ever want to do like you've got the contract then you want to try and make it work and then you're just like going in there and you just like you like almost feel sick. You're like walking around on eggshells. Like, yeah. And it's not necessarily like sometimes it is, but like the culture or things that older boys create, it's just like, I don't know what we do to ourselves, but it's just like every moment you feel like you're getting judged. I remember that was me. Like Wayne was our first year. Yeah. And I just felt like, bro, if I ate too much, like we get let, like fed at lunch. Like if I ate too much rice and not enough chicken, he was watching me like, this guy breaking it down to you know, the like, he doesn't want it like stuff like that or like you're like what are you up to like you're going home now you're like yeah we're finished training he's like oh it would just say and like it wouldn't even be anything he wanted to be trying to have a conversation with you just to like i don't know try and get to know you and then yeah. probably call you the wrong name in like two minutes anyway but I, w I always wonder if he did that on purpose sometimes that's what i think too but yeah. i would always be like oh yeah he's judging me do i turn around and walk back and try and do something in the gym <laughs> or do i walk out like that like it's a feeling that you live with in your first couple of years, mate. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know when it just like leaves you, mm. but my first few years was like definitely that. And then even the way I played was just like, cause you play with like the gnarliest thing about it. And I love it is like you play with some of your like childhood heroes. Mm. So like when you run out like for me, well, I like the Broncos. So like there was like Darius Boyd mm. and Sammy Thiades and those Matt Gillettes that like, were doing it when you were like 10 kicking a footy yeah and then they're the older guys and you're like running around with them and like the worst thing like even milf like best dude ever but you just like i was just in this bubble where it was like every time i even played it was just like don't make a mistake don't make a mistake like, and you limit like how you play like you're like you're obviously like doing a lot more ball playing now a lot more offloading fuck you're probably not doing that you're probably just like, i'm no just gonna i'm gonna take the i'll take the kid up i'll get a quick play of the ball and no way and i'm 100 percent. like if i had to watch me play X amount of years ago, <clears throat> I would have been like, I never would have seen this. Like, and I've had to work on things too, but it's just like the whole mental shift of like, just being like, it's okay to make mistakes or it's okay to like do things. And like the way you played at like 18 is kind of like what got you here. Like, don't forget what got you here, right? That, that mindset just out the back door and yeah. you're just like, catch the ball, run, hold it, play the ball, <laughs> catch the ball, run, hold the, play the ball. That's all you do, bro. That's all I swear to God. That was like my first. Easily my first year, nearly two years of the first grade. Really? Yeah. And you just get, do you reckon just because you get more comfortable being around <laughs> the boys, that you start playing a bit more free of style of footy? I reckon definitely like you feel like there's like, in rugby league anyway, I reckon there's like a culture of like, you got to earn your mm. straps. So, which I do like because it's like, well, everyone had to earn it to get here. So it's like, 
kind of makes you who you are too, but easily like once you feel like you're a part of it and you're one of the boys and like it's like someone just gives you a warm hug and yeah. you're like it's okay and you're yeah. like just drop the backpack let's go yeah just give me some love um mate this is obviously this is obviously a mental health and sport podcast like we've, we've touched on a bit of footy but at the end of the day like the whole reason this podcast was created is because we want to break down the barriers and stigmas of mental health and we want to have conversations with guys like yourself who I guess are half influence in uh, influential in the community and like all my role models growing up were athletes like my role models were guys like Corey Parker and Matt Gillette and and Paul Harrigan and and, and sporting stars so I always think like whatever they would be doing that's the stuff that I want to be doing right like the conversations that they're having that's the stuff that I want to be doing so I felt like with this it's like well if these guys can be having conversations about their own struggles or examples of resilience or be vulnerable about their own vulnerabilities then it makes it okay for us to have these conversations so mate has there has there been a time over the cast like probably i guess the question is what's been like a really challenging time for you and it doesn't it can be with football it can be off football has there been a time that stands out that you're comfortable with talking about well for me it was like a bit of like a longer stretch but it's weird when I, and I don't know, when I always talk about these things, it's like my big thing is like always perspective on things and then some of the stories you hear and you're like, oh, mate, like I've got it like easy. Mm. But um, my stuff was probably like, it was like a band of like 12 months where obviously 2020 happened and like when you're a younger guy and riding the waves and was like captain of the club for the back end and then like in Brizzy when you get your like the wooden spoon, it's like the worst thing ever the club's never had one like it's built on success so um it was kind of like a a roller coaster of like we finished that year like was gutted and then you go into that stage like being really motivated and i remember being like like all right next year like i'm gonna prove everyone wrong like mm-hmm. we're gonna like well personally like, train your ass off and like like i remember what everyone said like next year like i'm gonna make you proud and then that next year in 2021 that's when i first did um that's when I did my ACL. Yeah. And I remember, like, as a athlete, like, you don't even have to know anything about any sport. But, like, when someone says, like, ACL to you... It's big. Yeah, it's massive. Like, you just think, like, oh, I'm in a bit of trouble here. So, it was, like, seven games into the year. Had a f- couple good first games and then got, like, suspended for two. Um, had, like, a shocker. I think it was, like, round seven against Cows in Townsville. Did my ACL there. Would have scored my first try, bro. Um, disallowed? Yeah, disallowed. <laughs> disallowed yeah. a forward pass, so... Like that, that flipped the script. Thirty games later, was still there. Yeah, so, yeah. um, but yeah, and then that whole like rehab journey of just like, like the ebbs and flows and how slow it is, and then like that was COVID. So, what was your mindset when you first did your ACL? Was it was it like nah rehab straight back into it, or was this was there ever a feeling of like, man, this actually sucks. Like this isn't fair. Oh, like at the start, like. Mine was so innocuous. I don't want to feel like I got robbed of, like, the big experience, but I was, like, running, got caught up in a tackle. Um, yeah, like, Frankie Molo just, like, fell on my leg. Like, it would happen to anyone, like, yeah. fell down on my leg, and then I still remember it, and someone told me this, and, like, it's the most perfect way, but mine literally felt like if you, like, cracked a stick of celery, like, that sound of, like, I don't yeah. know, that definitely doesn't sound like it, but, like, if you cracked it... <laughs> You're pretty close, bro. Um, yeah, like, if you cracked it, like, it was just that pop, and, like, not knowing what it was, but... My, like, leg went numb and I was, like, hobbling around a bit, trying to keep playing. Then I, like, started to run it out. 
and the physio is like, Lukey, funniest guy ever. He's like uh, the man, but he's just like such a 180 straight as well. And he's like running out, trying to get to me, has a quick um, slice on my knee. And like being a like physio student, like I know like the ones he's doing and like he goes to the ACL and you just get that feeling of like, he does like, like mine's my left leg. So he does like left first and they compare to your right, like does the right. And then you see them like, you know, when you see people like looking and they're like, go back to the left, gives it a tug. He's thinking it through. He's like, yeah, like that's definitely more like they yeah. call it laxity, like looser than that. And I just remember him looking at me. He goes like, taps my leg, and he's like, "Mate, I think you need to come off." And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "I think you've done your ACL." And I remember just like in that moment, like we have a pretty um, funny relationship. It's good now, but I like in that moment, I told him he's like, "You're coming off," and I'm like, "No, nah, no." Nah. And he's like, oh, yeah, "I need to get you off, like to check it." And I told him to. We can edit it, but I was like, "Eat a dick, Frank." Like, <laughs> can we bleep that? Yeah, I was like, "Frank, eat a dick," and I ran off. And he was like, "He said he was like the funniest, like, but most rattled he's been on the field." He was like looking, looking. He like ran to the sideline. He's like trying to get someone. He's like, he just, um, "What happened?" Um, he just told me to eat a dick. Like, like, we need to get him off. Like, it's the funniest thing now, bro. And he reckons he tells he does um, like he does. Like um, chats at unis and that, and they're like asking him about funny experiences, yeah. and like he doesn't say those words. Or he's like, "You're just gonna have to learn to like embrace <laughs> things in the moment and not take it for what it is." But imagine if you're a physio student, like this is these are the practices where you have to navigate with like dealing with athletes and where they they don't want to come off the footy field. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Perfect, and especially when like I f like I started to feel right, so like I felt like no, it can't be that. Like probably denial was like my first thing. Like, no, it can't be that. Eventually came off, and then. Like, you get assessed by the other doctors in the sheds, and then he basically says, like, yeah, I think you're, like, brown bread now. So, um, yeah, I just remember, like, the whole shock thing at the start. And then, yeah, and then that was, like, the COVID bubble that they brought everything up to the coast, so. So you obviously came up. Well, yeah, so um, because we were living in Brizzy, playing for the Bronx, like, we were at home, but it was nearly worse, bro. So that well, not worse than everyone's COVID experiences, but for, like, the athlete NRL bubble because – so the guys from like Sydney and Melbourne or like like you guys, you came up and like stayed in like a hub that they made at like Sunny Coast or so it was like four or five teams and not that it was like a holiday, but it was like a bit better. Whereas they like restricted us to like home or training mm. and it would be like, Oh, at least you're in your home but it was like literally like you didn't leave for like groceries and that. Yeah. And then for me, like being like injured in that period and then I had to go into the bubble and it was like the last thing I wanted to do, like um, yeah, like, I did not want to do it at all, but our physio, and I'm, like, super lucky, like, two awesome mates, like, two Irish dudes, um, Rylad and Crawford, physio and, a, um, like, strength coach, they were, like, the guys that I wanted to, like, do my rehab with me, so I was, like, motivated in that sense, but it was, like, they were going in the bubble because they got to, like, support the boys, so I had to go in there, and that was, like, the worst thing ever because I remember just as, like, you get in there at, like, 6am and you got to train before the boys, so you train 6 to 9, and then... Um, I'm not a good watcher, bro. So, like, Kev might ask me to, like, watch training, try and help some people here and there. And that was, like, something I definitely didn't want to do. Because you want to be there? Yeah, like, you want to be in it. And then, so I was hating it. Hated, like, that whole bubble. But, like, could kind of, like, lock in for my rehab. And, mm. um, yeah, I got to talk to Darbs about some of that stuff. And then him just telling me, like, just try and take it as an opportunity to, like, just get better every day. And people are going to think once you've done an ACL, he did an Achilles, like, you're done. And for me, like, I didn't want to, like, being like 22, you're like, when, like, what the hell? Coming into your peak time yeah, of like career, right? I'm, I'm supposed to be playing, like, you're seeing your mates playing, like, whether it be like Origin or something, and like, things you want to do, and all you're doing is thinking about, like, I can't even get back on the field, or like, if I get back and I'm like, shit, like, in the brutal honesty of it, like, 
what do I do? Like, where do I go? Like, where's all the hard work? So, like... You're having these thoughts. Yeah, you're having all those thoughts. And, yeah, yeah chuck the bubble in it. And I was just off it um, proper. And then um, you start to get back. And then, like, I just... You just try and find, like, little things of enjoyment. Um, but at the same time, my... Um, my nan got like diagnosed with bowel cancer and she was living like with my mum and dad. I didn't know that. And, um, yeah, bro. And she was living with mum and dad. And then um, I remember like at the start, it was like my thing then was like, all right, I'm going to get back on the field um, like for the, the, her to play, watch me play. Um, and she wasn't even like the biggest like footy fan. And But like if like, you know, your grandkids play, she like watch it and like yeah. start to pick up little things. So it was like cool in that essence. But um yeah, like things got worse for her and I couldn't get back before obviously the end of the year. So I came back in 22, but um, I remember the whole time what I was thinking was like, like wanted to do that. And then she ended up passing away at the end of the year. So it's like that whole other thing of like, then you feel like, fuck, like yeah. couldn't get back early enough for that. And it's just like, the thing I learned best from it was like, um, like things are like never always as bad as it, or like, like bad times suck and like good times are good, but they're like never as bad or never as good as they seem or like they just like happen like compound bang 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 and you just gotta learn to like deal with it mm. or it'll be like good 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 but like you know without knowing like it's not gonna last forever when you're in like that moment like the hard like the hardest thing you've gone through is the hardest thing you've gone through and it's also the same for those good times like the good times are so euphoric but then you like zoom out and you take a you take a look back and it's like well actually I could get through that or actually, you know what, that was actually a really cool thing, but it gives you like a little bit more perspective, like taking a step back. Yeah. Matt, I couldn't imagine, like that's obviously such a wild time. Like you'll be obviously, you're obviously really close with your family. How, how did that make you feel? It's like weird. Cause it feels like in a way, like the enjoyment that your family get from watching you like play or live out your dream or your mum and dad or like I got two sisters. So you, like, you feel like not that they're enjoying it, hinges on it but you see like even better the best thing i love is like if you play a good game or something like that like it feels good for you but like you see how happy it makes your friends and family bro and like just the feeling even like the everyday fan in brizzy like we got some diehard fans bro, that they're just mad crazy bro and it's hectic because like they'll come on like a monday or tuesday and they're like someone's working night shift bro they just rip into training like one of the, like there's some legends there and they like, come in like grab a coffee let's have a yarn like watch a bit of training and you see him rip off and go to his other job and it's just like to see like that makes their day so like i think like the sort of person i am like that's what like fuels me is kind of i just want to like other people smile so like when i felt like my way of doing that got like pulled away through footy you just feel like 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 what do you do like you just float like that was my thing and um yeah i don't know but then like in the other foot like that getting too gnarly like when you see when i had two younger sisters bro and like like you see them like helping out around with like your grandparents or like someone who's sick and like carrying that load for your family and it just like triggers you back like my like i'm I'm okay here or like when you hear story like yeah just perspective was like the biggest thing for me and like still the biggest thing i reckon it gets thrown around a lot but yeah, just what some people go through, bro, is just, like, the craziest thing that you can ever imagine. And to see people, like, power through it, it's just, like, so good to see. People talk about, like, um, people talk about, like, having values, like, having your own, like, having your, like, values or things that you live by. When I look at you, like, obviously, you love your mates, and but you're, you, you genuinely love seeing people succeed, and you always want to help people. Is that, is that fair to say that that's, like, probably at a core of what you do? I think so. I think I'm like, um, yeah, I think like the helper is definitely like the thing that like, 
I don't know what the word is. So like strokes your fire, but that doesn't sound <laughs> Strokes <right>. your fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Bro, like, you're so like wise stroke, now. Strokes your fire. I don't know. Like, you know, it gives you that thing. Like, I know, man. Just like. Lights your fire. Just lights you up, bro. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, for me, I don't know. And it sounds weird to say because like when you say that out, oh, when I say that out loud, like, I like helping people. It's just like, okay. Like, I, but just like, yeah, I just enjoy, I don't know, being able to like, just give, not give back. I even hate that phrase, but just like. But it gives you energy. It, yeah, gives, like it I, gives you energy. I enjoy right? it. Like to see in whatever way it may be, or just like help someone like with a little thing or um, like, you just never know what people are going through. And I just think like to be able to take a bit of pressure off someone is just like the coolest thing without even doing anything ever. Like it's just you being you. You don't need to go, I don't know. You don't need to go to buy something to go like help this person out. Like it's just, you're literally just helping them in a way that like makes you feel good and helps them. Mm. And I don't know, that's the coolest feeling ever. Bro, I, you're you're definitely like one of the nicest guys in rugby league, eh? <laughs> you're easily not. You're definitely like one <laughs> Mate, of the most. The, <laughs> <laughs> the boys would like watch this or hear. They're always like, "This guy's a just fraud." A chameleon. Yeah, no, he's a fraud. He's nah, a chameleon. But no, it, yeah, no, they're obviously just doing it to take the piss. But I remember like when we did a wattability day at Bronx. Um, you're there early. You're there training early. Like you're the first one there. You had a big training session. Um, we had a bunch of participants there for the day. Um, but then you were the last person leaving, like ha- like bringing all the stuff into the sheds, and that's those are little things that people don't see. So, mate, I'm I'm frothing. I love where your head's at, um, mate. Transitioning after your ACL, you came back and had a pretty pretty wild season, right? Like you you signed for another four to five years. You got to play, you know, you get to make your debut for Queensland. You won the Wally Lewis Medal, which is player of the series. Got to play for Australia. Like, bro, what was that like? It was hectic. Is that a, that's a wild year. Yeah, whirlwind. It's like when you have the dreams as a kid and like you th- want to be there and you th- like that was just a dream year that I don't know. You just be. I just go straight back to being grateful for all the people that like put the time into me with my ACL and because like I was able to come back from like the next year. What is it? What are we? Twenty three. So twenty two and just be like and like feel comfortable and like like comfortable in who I was and like what I'd worked on, whether that be like other stuff of like crowing and that off the field or like even like on the field with how like you've kind of like developed your game and like to be able to just do that and then just like just play bro like my biggest thing was just shedding the whole load of like at the end of the day like you I, I just play a game like i'm playing a game this isn't like it's real life but it's not like real life all chips are on the table like yeah. like i'm just playing a game and like did i love playing that game yeah so this was like how crowy kind of like sums up to me so he's like just go play like you can't shortcut the hard work, obviously, and, like, you've done it, but just go play the games. And that was, like, the best thing for me because my you – know, fuck, we might, we're winning, so that helps too. To yeah. Honest, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what Alfie always talks about. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, like, if anyone ever says, like, work on something, Alfie will be like, just win. Everything's shit when you're losing. And all those guys did win. But, yeah, just, like, winning and experiencing that feeling. And then, like, that was, like, one of those years where, like, literally just came in waves and, like, everything kept getting better and better and better and Except for how we got knocked out for the finals. Mm. But, yeah, just, like... And then to be able to go away with, like, the World Cup or the Orange and, like, just those little moments of, like, debuting for Queensland in Sydney. There's, like, 90,000 people and they're just spraying you. It's, like, like just, like, you just... Like, I always just smile. It's, yeah. like, I just can't not smile. Like, it's, like, the awkward dude. That's what, was, what was your favourite Origin memory out of oh. those, those those three games? Was there a standout? Um, Can be on or off the field? Oh, bro, so many off the field. That's like, what I mean. The best dudes the, ever. Yeah. Oh, like, 
just like embrace you straight away and then I don't know like that was a crazy surreal experience for me as well because as a kid like you watched like I'm a Queensland obviously so the crazy Queensland team that just like was really dominant and like you've got probably like six possible immortals like Friday like they're just freaks and then I went into an environment where I was that kid and then I was playing with like guys I looked up to like Benny Hunt like Big Papa Joshi Papali was like a favorite of mine too and I'm like running out next to him but then like Cam Smith and Jonathan Thurston and those sort of guys Billy like they're in your coaching staff and it's just like what am I doing here like just things you couldn't even dream to like like if you had to write a movie like I didn't even know if I could put that in there as a movie so I was like frothing that and then like the coolest thing for me too was like guys like Harry Grant like me and H like played like from like 18s Queensland and stuff like that together and he'd obviously debuted already but he got picked and like same with Ruben Cotter and these guys and like we're going to, like, do it together as, like, mates first and then on, like, the big stage, like, in things that they, like, would have dreamt of as kids from, like, Rocky and stuff. And yeah. it was just, like, just felt like that adds so much. And then you finish the game and then you see, like, all your family and friends and they're, like, my mum's a blue, bro. My mum's from New South Wales. So, and she, she got, wearing Queensland? Like, had a Queensland yeah. scarf on and she's, like, I remember she always said it as a kid, I'll only do it if you ever make Origin. Yeah. She's, like, and she's a crier, bro. Worst cry ever. <laughs> it's like sobbing, like crying. Queensland scarf on, and like my little sister just leans over and just like snaps a photo. So I got this like grouse photo on my phone of just like mum crying in like a, um, in a Queensland scarf. It just always makes me smile about those little things where you're like far out. How good's this? It's so cool. Like that's what I love. Like I I look back at the photo of our under 18s, even under 20s origin side. And it's, yeah, it's yourself, like, even Brimo's there, yeah. Ruben Cotter, um, Lindsay Collins was in one of them, um, and, ha like, Harry Grant, like, and I was like, it's so cool to see the boys that we come through with yeah. kick on and actually play it out. Like, it's it gives me so much energy, and I'm so bloody pumped for it's you the boys, because it's, it's so cool, bro. It's so good. I just, like, yeah, and then to, like, I don't know, and then just that feeling of, like, if I, like, if you get to do it again, like, you don't want to let it, like, you won't let anyone down, but you just want that feeling. Like, mm. it was the, uh, uh, yeah, the best moment probably was, like, game three. Benny Hunt catches that, like, kick, intercept, whatever, takes off. And I've, like, never heard of, like, like, it, like, when people say deafening, like, Suncourt went off, bro. Like, it was nuts. And my backside was hanging out. So I'm like, I didn't even run down. It's like, look up. They're like, I didn't realize there's like eagle cam footage. Just like, where look at each other. like, me and, Tino, me and Tino just like look at each other and we just like hug each other. It was so Just good. giving each other some Yeah, love. we're just like walking down. I was so wrecked that game. But yeah, just to like see that and like, and experience that, like that was his moment for Benny. But like, yeah. fuck, that was gnarly. Going into the, to the World Cup, um, what was that? What was that tour like? Because that's obviously a big couple of weeks, right? right. That's that would be next level. Yeah, you hear the stories and that. I'll like save the real good ones for I can when I finish like playing and stuff because like I don't incriminate everyone <laughs> after but. after this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, that, that's a, over a beer conversation. Yeah, bro, proper. But mate, like I like yeah, I just like it's cool to be able to like I'm a pretty kickback sort of fella, so like get on with most guys and like. There's always, like, when you go, how funny is that first day in camp in, like, whatever camp you're in? And you've played against someone from, like, if it's Bronx versus Cowboys or Ruben or something, like, you go and you have, like, the, the awkward, like, first handshake or, yeah. like, people say it doesn't exist, but it does. Like, you go into Aussies and I know you got some, like, Queenslanders, New South Wales. So it's, like, how are they going to come together? Well, you got, like, I've played against, like, Penrith before and they just fucking give us a hiding all the time, bro. So yeah. go in there and, like, you meet Nathan, Mardo and those sort of guys and you're, like, I don't know what these guys are going to be like. Yeah. But, mate, the best time ever, like... 
being in another country, like that was my first time really being overseas. Like, so I was like in Manchester for seven weeks. Like, some of the best lads I've ever met. Like, freaking drank way too much. Like, yeah. but just the enjoyment of like the whole camaraderie of things, bro. And like to think that like I was getting to play footy and like do what you love, and then you just got this whole thing on the side with you was just like, I was just, like yeah, it's just hectic. Like, I don't know. And you guys won it. Yeah, bro, we won it. It was that was sick too at um Old Trafford. Obviously we played um Samoa in the final. Those boys like made some serious waves with like what they were doing off the field, but yeah, we won it and um I, I actually played shocking in the in the final anyway, so I just got <laughs> carried to a little World Cup medal. But <laughs> but it was so funny because like one of like our good mates and like one of my best mates still was like Jane Sword and he was playing for Samoa, bro. Yeah. And like I'll never live it down ever. Like one of these runs I went to take, I like took off and like I, I get like a pass here and I like catch it there and I'm like dropping it in front of me, bro. And it's like here and I'm like looking straight at him and I just drop it. And like ever since he, ever since like, bro, he's going to run with them. He's like, ha ah, like the whole, I had a look at you looked at me, I got scared. <laughs> and bro, I think Mal might have like hooked me after that or I had like five more minutes, like basically played like 25, 20 minutes, like not much, but it was awesome. But um, yeah, just like the other side of the footy with the mates. So, like, so all I remember, kid, eh? Yeah, bro, he's the worst he's, kid. He's the, he's the toughest, like, biggest hitter in the game, but just such a little because, kid like, Just a marshmallow. And his body looks like a marshmallow <laughs> too. Just like, bro. But I'll always remember that. It's so... F- and I got to swap jerseys with him, which was, like, hectic. Just That's being, cool. like, two kids that we, like, dreamt of playing for Bronx together and then to swap, like, World Cup jerseys. But mm. the funniest thing is that everyone always, what do you remember from that game? Well, fuck, all I remember is, like, dropping the ball, bro, and looking at Sua, and Sua was like... Bro, he smiled at me. He's like smiling in the game, like yes, like I'm gonna throw this at you after the game. But I don't know, they're the things. Mate, that's that's so cool. Um, mate, last last question. Um, mate, who's probably who's been one of the biggest inspirations that has I guess sort of shaped your career? Like whether that being a player that you played with, family member, coach, has it been a standout person that's that's helped you, or even a couple people that have helped you? Well, we we like. We we started talking about this in Origin this year about like who was your like favorite person that gave you inspiration and that and I'd still say like mine is like my parents like my dad too like specifically but my mum as well like I can't like cross the bridge people be like if you're a young guy or young girl like you're a kid like you idolize your parents but then you grow up and then like I know you realize that not everyone's perfect and then you might see like. LeBron James or I don't know someone else closer to you you meet someone that just like comes into your life and they just like change things like that and but mine for me will like always I think just be like my mum and dad just to see like like what they did for us as kids and like or like what parents do for kids and like my dad's a chippy like worked big hours and my mum's a was a midwife or a nurse so like different like rosters and that sort of thing and like the way like we were pretty fortunate, like, kids, like, never grew up without anything we didn't want. And, like, the time that they put into us and, like, the little lessons that, I don't know, like, I think I started to work out, like, your dad's, like, pretty, like, smart old fellow and, like, yeah. everyone else is, like, going to him for advice and, yeah. you're, like, that sort of thing, which I thought was always so cool. And Is he that type of person that people will go to him for advice? Yeah, like, yeah. they, like, most of the time will, like, kind of, I think because, like, he's, like, a, he's, like, a straight shooter, hard taskmaster and, like, says things how it is, but then can also, like, you know, kind of, give you like a cuddle if you need bro that's you a little bit but that's like it's different like it's so funny yeah i don't know i don't know like what like me and dad it's like the funniest like little he's like tough like he's like from the bush grew up in the bush like 
lost his like um like his dad when he was young like grew up single mom and then like heaps of family so like that sort of story and um yeah i don't know just like just like one of those hardened old dudes that's just like but those are those are a lot of the traits that i see in you like you're you're obviously hard working you'll obviously tell the boys how it is but like off the field like you're always giving the boys hugs. Like, you're always giving them yeah. love. Like, we'll have a glass of wine at Trophic on a bloody yeah. Saturday night. Like, Bro, I'm, I'm way more, I'm way more, like, on the um, affectionate side than my old man. Yeah. It's just, like, me and dad, it's crack up. We still have, like, you know, when you get, oh, like, my dad and I's relationships. Like, I don't know if we've ever said, uh, people, like, I've said this to, like, old partners or, like, friends. And, like, when you're talking about it, like, I don't know if we've ever said, like, you know, like, the phrase, like, I love you to each yeah. other. But it's just, like. Like lo- like we always it's just like the love you like and it's like the yeah. hugs and that which is like people makes me feel weird sometimes so I'm like that's just us but like I remember like one of my old friends would always she'd always want me to like message and like, just message your dad and say like I love you yeah. I don't know whether like that which is sick because I love like people can do I'm like if I do that my dad will friggin flip out what's happening like yeah. and that was just like that's just our kind of relationship but I just think yeah that the values that my parents put into me and like given me like some of the little things like perspective on things like just my dad just my mum as well but just yeah build on hard work but just like these classic you know one-liners that come out forever and I think like one of the best things was just like I remember all those like times like if you're training or like you got to get up for school just like little things like you see your dad getting up at, like four o'clock and he's like sometimes you don't want to go to work but you got to get up and go to work like mm. it's just that's life and like that's kind of the thing that's just stuck with me forever like I'm going to have to do things that I don't want to do sometimes, but you just, like, got to do it. And I don't know, that him being, like, the harder lad and then my mum's a big, like, softy and she's the mum that tries to, like, she tries to adopt everyone. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's like we could be in this setting and she would just be like, Keys, like, you know, she's like, oh, when, are you, when, like, when are you coming over for, like, a barbecue? Like, <laughs> Keys is in Sydney now, mum. No, no, we got to do that. Yeah. And then, like, before you know it, she'll, like, ring me one day and there's fucking, like, 43 of the boys that have got to come around to her place for yeah. a barbecue. And oh, she's, I love that. All she does is think about it. She's like, they need to do it, they need to do it. They're yeah, all. But, yeah. yeah, they're sick, mate. I think for me it'll always be my mum and dad just seeing that and then just, like, I am where I am because of them. So, um, yeah, I had, like, like, I think, like, he wouldn't even know, like, the like little mindsets for footy thing like crowing that was so cool because that just helped me as a person like embrace me a bit more um which was sick and then like from a footy perspective like I was like Sam Burgess was my favorite player so like that was that but like at the end of the day like I'll never be able to like top what my parents did for me ever so yeah I think they'll always be the OGs. Very very cool um big couple years coming up what's plans what are you looking forward to? I don't know. It's like <laughs> keep hanging out with mates. What do you guys do this? Yeah. Hopefully, um, maybe you should turn this into like, oh, mate, actually, I don't even want to imagine what, like we always talk about just spitballing with the boys that we're going to end up doing. And it's like somehow we always make it out so that we end up in the same, yeah, like in the same workplace yeah. or environment. Yeah. You know, we'll have talk, a collaborative working like space together. Ad, like, yeah, legit. Like, yeah. I was just thinking that in my head. I was like, what do I do? Like if I end up doing something, like can you make it work? But mm. I don't know. I just, um, some pretty big goals I want to like try and tick in footy and um yeah that sort of stuff but man I've got no idea eh? like it, like people always talk about your post footy plan and that sort of stuff and obviously studying physio but like, there's part of me that doesn't even know if I want to like be a physio and mm-hmm. it's just kind of will be good to get under my back but I'm just like I think I'm just enjoying the the bit of the ride at the moment and, like I moved down the Goldie from Brizzy and 
that was one of the best things. Best ever. thing you've ever done, bro. Right, legit, best thing I ever did because like days off, like you can get away from footy or like just I don't know. There's life outside of rugby league, but that's like the biggest thing I learned. Like I don't know. Whilst I'm still like got some goals I want to tick off there, I just bro, I got no idea. Long story short, fuck, I don't even know. I um, I I called, I had a chat with Craig Hodges. Yeah. Um, yesterday, oh, Hodjo, yeah, um, yeah, for those good. for those who are listening, Hodjo was our under twenties, um, under twenties coach of the Brisbane Broncos. He's one of my favourite coaches that I reckon I've had going through all 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 teams. Um, and I said to him, I was like, what what was one of the biggest things? Like, why did you pick Paddy as a captain coming through? Like, obviously, I got to be captain when we were younger, and then you took over when I left, and. I was like, what What was the thing? Like, what stood out? And he's like, well, obviously, like, natural ability, that's fine. But he's obviously super hardworking. But the biggest thing was that you came in with, like, a really mature head at a young age and that you just, like, you just had respect to the boys. And he said, you, he said, we don't like to have favourites. And he said a lot of the actual other coaches would tease him because he had favourites <laughs> and, and you're one of them. And so, and he's pretty much just said, like, look, guys, like, like, Paddy and guys like um, you know who, who are similar, a bit like yourself, they'll they'll do well after footy because you know they're hardworking and they've got those traits and you can see those traits because they've obviously been around for a long time. They can see them kick after footy and you're obviously very narrow focus in what you're doing now with footy and that's probably why you're having so much success. But imagine what that's going to look like when you finish footy and you find what you really want to do. So that's mate, like I I said, I wrote I wrote you a be- really beautiful card, my brother, that I'll give you afterwards. Me. But yeah, but what wait, it but, me cry. yeah, no, but what but what it means is like. I'm like obviously so proud of what you're doing in footy and I'm really proud to call you a mate because you're, you're obviously doing good things on the football field, but you're also like such a great person off the field. And I think I'm really excited to see what the next chapter is going to look like for you. And obviously, you know, you're only fucking 25, like you still got a long time to go, but that's the stuff that excites me. It's like what you're going to do after footy. So, um, man, I'm, I'm really, I'm really pumped. Thanks, man. You just reminded me like the best thing I ever did was like this exercise they got us to do in, um, this was like exercise. You do everything because you're just the best bloke ever. Shut your mouth. Most genuine person, swear <laughs> to God. Um, but very like, I remember when I debuted for Origin, um, Huey Van Kallenberg from like the Resistance Project, it's like gave us a thing. He's like, just write out of nowhere like a letter to like, I don't know if people listening will do this ever, but like if you send up like appreciation letter or like uh, not a letter, he said text and just send it to that person out of nowhere. So on like game day, like that's what I did. And really? like, um, yeah, and like, the feeling that like you feel something about someone then like you've never ever told them in your life and then you actually are grateful and appreciative for the feeling you get back when you like send that off and like they just cop it out of nowhere like what the hell and it might be even someone that like who'd you message me yeah um i think i'm so i messaged my so like my when i was younger all i wanted to be was like my cousin like he was like like he was in like the bronx little systems but like Right, like you say favorite and they're all like, yeah, yeah, but like I copied him everything he did. He came to Brazil and lived with us. So like I copied like everything he did. I was just like, I'm gonna do this, you're gonna do that, I'm gonna dress like this, I'm gonna do that. Like yeah. bro, I had a I had a rat's tail, like, <laughs> like that's why everyone laughs at me, like, you're just like this fucking big spinner, like a rat's tail, but went to a private school and yeah. got to like cut off, but like because he had one, obviously. Um but yeah, I just like I just wanna throw that in, bro. That was the best thing I actually ever did because every origin game I've played from now, I've like picked a new person and like said, I'm like, some has been like mum and dad or like past friends, ex-girlfriends. Um, <laughs> 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 um, thank you so much for jumping on. I know, mate, I know we've taken the, the podcast virginity. Um, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for 
uh, breaking down the barriers and stigmas of mental health, mate. I, I appreciate you a lot for coming on. Um, I got a lot of love for you. Uh, I love. I know that you've got a lot of love for your mate. So, mate, thanks a lot. I'm excited to see what the next couple of years look like for you, brother. Appreciate you, my man. Hopefully, um, a couple of years will be. I'll somehow be finding my way into whatever you're doing. <laughs> Should be the boys at lunch again. But yeah, appreciate you, bro. Thank you, bro.